everyone. Welcome back to the Figured Out Podcast. I'm Natasha. And I'm Emma. And we are so glad you are joining us today. Yeah. And guys, we have a life update to tell you about. Well, I don't know if it's a life update. It's a contractual obligation, though, that Emma and I have entered in today. Yes. Um, honestly, just like maybe 10 minutes ago, we yeah. shook on it and everything. And now we're bringing it before you and all these witnesses. <laughs> we have it in documentation. No, um, Emma and I were, well, one of our roommates was starting to work out. Mm-hmm. And are planning on a working out tonight. Right. And another one of our roommates was doing this, like, craft. I don't know, like, scratching off things. Yeah, you've a... never heard of that? Well, I've seen them, like, when it, the, the rainbow, like, where you scratch yeah. off, like, black dust and, like... It's so cool. It's, like, really satisfying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so one roommate's working out, one roommate's doing the whole crafty, scratchy thing. And... And Emma and I, I don't know why this really came up, Not I guess, but we agreed that at our bachelorette parties, we will neither be doing crafts or working out. Yeah. For either? Yeah. Either one. Yeah. yeah. So Natasha went to, a, I, I know we talked about this on the podcast section, yeah. Natasha went to a bachelorette party where they did bar and she absolutely disliked it. Well, guys, it was really hard. Mm-hmm. And like bachelorette parties in my mind are supposed to be fun. And they kept like saying that this was going to be a fun activity. And at one point I just had to stop doing mm-hmm. the workout because it was no longer fun. Yeah. And conversely, like I lots of bachelorette type weekends are like mm. crafting, going to like those paint shops or stuff like that. And if you're if you do that, that's fine. And I think I'm going to one soon and I'm totally fine with that. If <laughs> planner, I know you're listening. We're going and that's fine. But I just am not a craft person. And so we've just agreed that like we're going to we're going to play to each other's strengths and like mm-hmm. what really fills us up with like using yeah. our time when we come to planning each other's bachelorette right. parties. And I was like I've always been joking like Tosh haha I'm going to bring like plan bar for your bachelorette party. But then she at one point not tonight but another different day she was like well then I'm going to plan a paint paint night for yours. So it's like okay if we just work this together we won't hurt each other. Exactly. So this is our public like agreement. Mm-hmm. And I think we both were on the same page that if one tried to do the other, like that would be really. <laughs> Except they have to happen like one after the other. So it's like. It's true. Because like you could still hypothetically plan bar or I can still. Ha- but no, this is our agreement yeah. to our audience, mm-hmm. to the world saying that we are not going to do this to each other. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't really feel like we needed to include you guys in all of that. But basically that's. um the newest conversation Natasha and I just made. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, tonight, though, we're not talking about figuring out bachelorette parties. We're actually, but I do think that will be a fun podcast someday. Anyways, though, today we're talking about contentment because this is a really prevalent um, topic in young adult life. And it was something that I think we, well, we had on like our list of like, this would be a good um, topic to do. But we were just talking about it earlier today of like having a conversation over what does contentment even look like? and And how do you navigate like, Contentment with also like wanting things like very much like we're in a season mm-hmm. of like working towards things and and you want these things to be coming in your life and you're, you know, excited and anticipating mm-hmm. them. But how do you balance that when you also are called to be content? Yeah. And like, I think we've also been in a season of just being like excited for the next thing, but also like I really like now and how do you yeah balance the two like Natasha was just saying so today we're talking about contentment in big things like we're talking about so in like in finances in your work in your relationships both friends family and like significant others wise um all those bigger things but also just like the daily life of being content like Mm -hmm. am I content with who I'm spending like my Friday nights with or, or what we're doing like my plans or am I content with 
I think this is such a trivial one, but like, am I content with my clothing? Or like, mm-hmm. am I content with like, like the perception people have of me? Yeah. You know, like all like there's just so oh. many layers to contentment that we we wonder and worry about mm-hmm. or like try to improve in this area or yeah. that because we're mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. There's just, it's like you said, there's a lot of smaller areas that people Mm -hmm. don't think of immediately. Right, and that's, like, the more day-to-day. Like, honestly, I don't often contemplate, like, oh, am I content in the job I'm in? Like, that's just not a daily thought of mine versus, like, what is my plans for the evening? Or, like, what does this person think of me? Like, honestly, those run through my head, not saying that's right. I'm calling that out as wrong. But those goes through my head a lot more. And so big things, small things. We're talking about contentment today, and so when you hear us talk about it, we, we're trying to cover a whole scope of what that looks like. Yeah. And with that being said, we probably won't hit on every area as mm-hmm. much as we'd like to. So, like, keep that in mind when you're listening to this of, like, you don't have to be struggling or, like, worrying about the one example that we're using mm-hmm. to, like, have that principle of contentment yeah. apply to you. Because let's be honest, our examples always go back to your job or your relationship. So <laughs> just so much easier. Mm-hmm. And but and like, applicable. And applicable because I, I think those are big areas that people are discontent with in a mm-hmm. lot of ways or they're figuring out. And yeah, so hey, here we're we young are. Adults. We're young adults. <laughs> young adults. <laughs> I think something that's important to remember, though, is when we talk about contentment, like there's, there's always going to be seasons where you feel really, really happy with where Mm -hmm. you're at, right? Like you feel successful in that Mm -hmm. specific area of life even, even if it's not the entire thing. And there's also going to be seasons where you're in want. Mm -hmm. There's something that you're chasing after, you're dissatisfied with that. And like contentment should be a feeling, not really a feeling, but like a a choice that you're living in in both of those seasons. Mm -hmm. Like it's not something that you have because you have what you wanted. And it's not something that disappears because life is a struggle all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. And so when we go through this conversation, like keep that in mind that this is really a practice and a habit and a lifestyle Mm -hmm. that you want to develop because it's going to make both of those seasons a lot more enjoyable because Mm -hmm. your, I guess, like happiness. And I don't think contentment is the same as happiness, but that feeling of like security and and that you can enjoy that moment isn't going to change or fluctuate depending Mm -hmm. on what you have. Yeah. I think like also what contentment looks like or what feelings fulfill contentment change like that doesn't go away when you reach 35 you know when you technically don't become a young adult anymore like you're always going to like need to strive or want to strive for to be content we're never leaving this issue but it's like how do you find it regardless of what season of life you're in or what stage of life you're in yeah Exactly. So basically today, you guys, we've just broken down some ways that you can be content because Mm -hmm. I think like, again, these aren't ways to be happy. These are Mm -hmm. ways to like have an enduring sense of maybe like peace Mm -hmm. and, um, and security and knowledge of like, Hey, this is, this is okay. This season isn't Mm -hmm. the definition of who I am and to have that no matter what. Mm -hmm. And so that's like, um, I guess what we're going to be talking about for the rest of the podcast. Yeah. Um, and just to maybe jump in, are we ready to jump yeah, in? Yeah, I think so. I think like our first big thing that we want to say and we want you to listen to the rest of the podcast with this lens is that contentment does not equal complacency or apathy. Yeah, because I think people use the idea of being content as an excuse to just like sit in apathy mm-hmm. where they're like, oh, no, I'm just like content with this because mm-hmm. – 
I I think like they they don't I don't know they're scared to change things up or they don't want to take that next step or mm-hmm. they just don't feel like they know what to do but mm-hmm. they they say like they're practicing contentment I think is really what it is it's like <laughs> oh I'm trying to just be content in this but mm-hmm. I don't think that's truly contentment I think that's an excuse really yeah I also think okay it's not cool to be discontent like it's cool to be content people think mm-hmm. and. It, it is in a way like contentment is great like and so we want that but we don't want like fake contentment and so like we try to look content even if we're not and so like I'm just gonna use singleness because I think that's a big one especially in this stage of life people are like oh yeah I'm so content being single which is great to say but what if like deep down inside you're actually just hating every single second of it mm-hmm. you're not content with it that's not cool then that's first off just giving a very false impression that's not authentic and I also think like then people are like okay well no need to set them up or they're totally fine. Don't need to check in with them. Like you're not being authentic. And I think regardless of if that's the lie or something else is people aren't getting who you truly are. Yeah. I think like maybe there's this idea that contentment is a mask of like your desires. Like mm-hmm. you shouldn't want something if you're content. Mm-hmm. And so people like don't acknowledge them. And I think that's unhealthy. Like it's okay to say, hey, this is something I'm working towards or this is something I would love. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that like that desire then mm-hmm. overrides your contentment. Right. A quote I heard is it's okay to want things. It's not okay to worship them. Mm-hmm. So it's it's okay to want this lifestyle, but it's not okay to worship it. Yeah. And so like balancing that line riding the line what does that exactly mean it's hard it's hard to to strive for something and want something but not to make that your idol yeah and I think like kind of going off of that like how do you know if something's become your idol I think becoming something um Jonathan Bakluda says this of like if something is controlling your emotions then that has become an object of worship and so like I just think it's a really good um, meter or metric of of saying if you are are no longer able to be content because you don't have this thing right like you're so distraught or you're so emotional and like I use that as like oh wow now everyone's like wow I have to be super dramatic in this if I'm like discontent but like more <laughs> more that they, that you just are you know your moods off or mm-hmm. like today wasn't a good day because that didn't happen that person mm-hmm. didn't talk to you type of thing like something as simple as that like then I think that has moved from something that is a good desire maybe to mm-hmm. now something or someone that you're worshiping yeah I totally agree with that I think if something has the ability to control your emotions and something as silly as oh I wonder what they thought of me when I did that thing like that is a dangerous spot mm-hmm. to be in so just take note of that. I think that's where that's those feelings are going to breed discontentment. Yeah. I think something too is like if you are in this feeling of discontentment, right? Maybe that is just like a nudge of saying, "Hey, something should change here." Mm-hmm. And like it's okay to take action. I think like okay, going back to the dating example mm-hmm. where it's like if you really deep down want that, but you're saying to everyone, "No, I don't. I'm okay. Mm-hmm. I don't well then no one's ever going to give you the opportunity to like move beyond that discontentment, right? Right. And so I think like it's okay to say, hey, I want this. And so I'm going to take steps towards that. Mm-hmm. And like still be content in the fact that I don't have that right now. And mm-hmm. my, my, um, who I am isn't defined by that. Yeah. You know, all of these things don't mm-hmm. have to fall in line because I, or be, you know, absent from life because I don't have that. But like, let me work towards that. Let me fill mm-hmm. out this job application. Let me, you know, um, go to this, th- this young adult event to maybe meet somebody. Mm-hmm. Let me be more involved in my my community because I feel like I'm not you know contributing enough to society Mm -hmm. like whatever that is I think you do need to take action in order to like that that prompting isn't something you should Mm -hmm. just shun away from yeah but like 
maybe listen to it and, mm-hmm. and do something. Mm-hmm. I think let's go back to relationships because that just makes sense in this example. If you want to use your community, we say on this podcast, like if you are looking for someone, tell your community, tell them what you're looking for and have them help you. Like they are connected people to help you find your future person. If they are like hearing you say, no, I'm totally content being single. They're not going to try to push someone on you then if you're telling them, no, I don't want anyone. I'm totally happy where I'm at. And so just think about that too. And that works for any other example, job example. If you're totally content where you are or you're saying you're totally content where you're working, but you're really not, no one's really going to try to pursue you for a different job then. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. I think like honesty is something that you should practice. Mm -hmm. And I think like maybe this is an area where people tend to be dishonest because mm-hmm. like you said, it's not cool to be discontent. So we put on this show of like, mm-hmm. oh, everything's fine in my life. I don't want anything. And like, I'm really happy with all mm-hmm. of this. We're deep down, we're just like angry with what, what we don't have. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, why would you like continue mm-hmm. to live in that way when you could just mm-hmm. like reach out to people and say, hey, this is an area that I would love to see change in. Yeah. And like, what could I do to make that happen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think... Also, like, people don't want to be discontent because it shows vulnerability. And vulnerability is a huge thing that breaks down barriers in relationships. And I've really experienced, like, the power of vulnerability in, like, friendships that are pretty fresh and new. But, like, if we're just able to open up and be honest with each other, you you understand people better. And you realize that everyone else is, like, not completely 100% guaranteed satisfied with their life, too. Anyways, this is, we're kind of getting off the beaten path now. Well, and I know, so like kind of to bring it back to contentment a little Mm -hmm. bit, because you guys are probably wondering like, okay, how does this actually apply to being content? I think, I think contentment is security in knowing, and I'm going to push back if you don't think this is the case, but security in knowing that like what you desire will be given, right? And like that trust and and you guys, like, we've been very honest with, like, we're, like, we, Emma and I are both Christians. Like, we have a really strong foundation of, like, our source of security, our source of satisfaction comes from Christ. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, like, there's this fundamental satisfaction that we know, like, we will never want for this. Mm-hmm. And because that is such a, like, that is what we are made for. Like, we are fully going to be content if we live in Christ. Mm-hmm. And so that can translate over to any and every season. Mm-hmm. And now I understand if you're someone that's like, well, I just, I don't know Jesus and I don't want to live like that. Like, how do you be content in that situation? I think it's a lot harder. And I guess mm-hmm. I'll be completely honest. Like, we had a lot of conversations of, like, what is contentment? Mm-hmm. And I think contentment is a satisfaction that you get from knowing Christ. Mm-hmm. And and like the joy that comes from knowing Christ in every season. And so I think like if you're like deep down just struggling with being discontent in all these areas or in one area, you're like, I just can never find fulfillment, right? Like, let's be honest. If you date someone, they're never going to give you full satisfaction. Mm -hmm. If you have that perfect job, there's always going to be a way that you're discontent. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's like when you have that plenty, right? When you have everything that you're striving for and you still feel discontent, it's like, that's because there's something more that we're created for. I'm sorry. I'm like so off this tangent. I'm like, (laughs) keep going. Well, and I just think it's like, how do we really be content? Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's the truth of it. You have to find your satisfaction. Someone that's never going to leave you, never going to forsake you. It's going to meet every need and that you can trust that Mm -hmm. even when that need isn't like met before you right in that moment you know it's coming or there's something better and so I guess like as you listen to this podcast guys like that's where we have to say like true contentment comes from Mm -hmm. and and anything that you're trying to supplement that instead of like I don't think it'll meet it Mm -hmm. and and so maybe if you're listening to this as someone very dissatisfied and you're hoping that we are able to give you like this (laughs) this bullet point that Mm -hmm. says like oh now you'll be content if you do this one thing 
Yeah. We can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's a really We're going to try to after this, yeah, but we can't. I was going to say, when Natasha and I were creating this, I told her, I was like, I really just don't feel like we can talk about this without making it biblical because that's where true contentment is found. Uh, like Natasha said, we are going to try to give some practical like, ways, but I think I just like, I echo what you said so beautifully. Like that is so true. Um, and contentment really is found there. Um, and I think these are practices to really rest in that and believe in that truth. But if you don't have that fundamental truth, then I think you're, you're always going to fall up short. Yeah, exactly. Um, so with that, <laughs> um, sorry, this is like a complete, I feel like I feel switch. Like that just like, first off, like Tosh just like, she just pulls that wisdom out of nowhere. So how cool is it? That I just get, whenever I need advice, she just can pull stuff like that out. But we're going to go back to our regularly scheduled program because that was not planned, but it was great. That was not. Um. But I think in the end of the day, when we're talking about contentment does not equal complacency or apathy. Sorry, we're like really rolling. Yeah, so sorry, guys. You're like, this podcast does not make sense. We've got all over and back again. I think before you started that, you're like, just to bring it back. I know. And then I just completely took it so far away from it. Well, you hit a home run, so it was not close to home field. Home plate. Um, (laughs) So we try to use sports analogies. Okay, bringing it back to contentment does not equal complacency or apathy. In the end of the day... I think it's sometimes you have to take action. Mm-hmm. We said this last week in our make decisions. We talked about weighing options, talking to people, getting wisdom. But in the end of the day, sometimes you just got to move and you got to go and you can't always wait around. Yeah. With that, I will say go slow because if you have this burning desire, if you cannot stop thinking about something, you're really going to want it and you are going to have foggy vision because that is so important to you. You can't think about any other aspect of your life right there. And that is a dangerous path to be on. So just go slow. Mm-hmm. I think also like your goal shouldn't be to escape discontentment. I think you need to find a way to be t- content in that difficulty. Mm-hmm. And so if you're just chasing like, oh, this gives me an out here or this will like meet, you know, like make this more fun or whatnot. Like if that's your goal, I don't know that you're going to like eventually that won't be as cool or there'll be something better. And so I think really learning when you take action of like, don't have your goal just to be like, don't quit your job because, oh, this is the most miserable thing ever. I can't go on type of thing. Mm -hmm. Like learn to be patient in that Mm -hmm. as you seek new opportunities. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Moving on. Mm -hmm. All right. So some more tangible-ish ways and we realized we have lots of podcasts about this that we're going to point to. But our first one is avoid comparison. We have a whole podcast on comparison. So there's a resource for you. But first off, avoid comparison. Yeah. I think comparison takes desires that you have. And then those could be like good desires. But it mm-hmm. makes you want what others have. So not mm-hmm. just like, oh, I want to be in a relationship. It's like I want to be in a relationship like that couple. Mm-hmm. Or it's not just I want to have a house. You want a house like your neighbors. Like mm-hmm. it just makes everything so that your your desire is really what other people have mm-hmm. versus that original desire. Exactly. There's always going to be something better. There's mm-hmm. always going to be someone with something more. There's always going to be someone that's better at something than you are. Yeah. That's so depressing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I think it's so humbling. Yeah. And like I think that's important to remember. Um, and another thing to remember with that is I think allow those good examples, things that are good that you, that you look at, you say, I want that change that from, I want that in comparing yourself to them, to using them as an example or as a tool of how to get to where your goals are. So like ask them, how did you get to where you are? Don't let yourself just be envious over them. Like seek their wisdom, seek their advice and ask like their path to get there. Yeah. I think another thing is like, be realistic with yourself. Sometimes maybe we set like 
goals or standards mm-hmm. that are too high. And maybe this goes into like the perception management where it's like, oh, I want everyone to think this way about me and I'm discontent because I just don't know what people are thinking. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess maybe you need to like not let your like don't let your definition of yourself be defined by other people. Like maybe, I don't know, have a little bit more. Like, hey, this is who I am and I'm proud of that. Mm-hmm. And also, like, don't put your your ideals for yourself. Like, I have to have this, you know, six-figure job type of thing. And if I have anything less than that, I'm, like, failing at that or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think just making sure that, yeah, you're honest with yourself about where you're at in life and mm-hmm. allow yourself to just, like, enjoy that. Yeah, for sure. And I think, like, if you can be – going back to – what other people think of you. If you can be happy with what you think of yourself, then who cares what other people think? Mm -hmm. And so I think there's, find that contentment in just like who your character is and that's something you have control over. You control your own actions, your own responses to things, how you react to things. And so I think that's where you need to find like, you have, that's where you have control over. Like you have control over your own self and so you have to be content with what you do because that's the only really hand you have. Mm -hmm. Completely agree. And it wouldn't be a figured out podcast without saying avoid social media um, or limit social media. I th- that that just breeds comparison. Yeah, exactly. As Emma mentioned, we have a whole podcast on this. So I, if you want to know, like, how do I fight comparison more? You can go and listen to that. Boom. All right, moving moving on. Um, another way I think is avoid if only thinking. Yeah, I think like honestly, a huge way to not be discontent is just don't focus on what you don't have all the time. Mm-hmm. And maybe this kind of goes into like be thankful for what you have, like practice mm-hmm. gratitude and like, you know, journal. We've talked about this before. Like these are great habits to have to really be present to where you are and like thankful for the things you do have. Mm-hmm. But I think also like if you only focus on what you don't have, you're going to miss what you do. Mm-hmm. And there's like I think most of us could say and we have examples where we're like, oh, we wish we had this, but we have so many good things. Yeah. Oh my goodness, Natasha and I, we were like, what are examples of this? And I realized like we live this today. Mm-hmm. So Natasha and I work from home primarily. And today was a snow day. And so we have, we ha- our roommates are teachers or students. And so that was all closed down with the snow day. And so Let's just say our routine was a little thrown off because the house was very packed today. We live in a full house, five of us. So um, we were a little like discontent with the fact that we had to work. So while we're working from home and we see like our roommates like not working and we're like discontent, we're like, ah, oh, I wish we weren't working today. I think of all the times that they're in their classrooms teaching students and thinking, ah, oh, I wish I worked from home and could be sitting on my couch or grab a snack whenever I need to like and it was just such like a, an eye-opener of like oh yeah mm-hmm. even though they have it better like we have it really nice most days and it's just like a, another reminder of just be thankful for what you have because there's always going to be someone in certain situations that are better than you yeah not exa- better than you but <laughs> well the, you they, they seem like they have it better off yeah, yeah. I think this morning is just such a perfect example, though, because, like, they woke up when we were, like, starting work. Uh-huh. And I was just like, wow, they slept in so late. And then it's like, yeah, but normally they're up before I even get out of bed. Exactly. I look out of the house. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I think it's just it's really good to remember that, you know, if you're just focusing on what you don't have, you miss out <laughs> on, like, the fact you work from home. So mm-hmm. exactly. Um, another thought is. Like, it's, it's good to have those dreams and goals, but don't let them, like, make you discontent. Don't let something that's really good in your mind all of a sudden make it bad. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just, like, it's okay to have something that you strive for, but, like, don't let that be something that you now are, like, measuring everything mm-hmm. against. And you're, like, 
anchoring your happiness to mm-hmm. that idea or that accomplishment. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, I think personally, I, as you say that, like, this is something that I could have really gone wrong with because I think like I'll be classic and cliche. Like a dream of goal of mine was to be a fan or like to have a family. And if I were to measure my current life with that goal of mine, I would be so discontent hmm. because I don't have a family. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> what am I in Brecken? <laughs> Just kidding. My roommate <laughs> and my best buddies. <laughs> I told Natasha one day that Brecken was my best buddy, but buddies and friends are very different. Mm-hmm. And even the worst friend will always trump the best buddy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, back to what I was saying, like, if I were to have said anything but having a family is a loss, I would have missed mm-hmm. out on the best season of my life. So I, I do want that. That's still a goal and a dream of mine. But I, I would lose out on this really cool season, too, if I mm-hmm. had only wanted that. Yeah. I think it's just, like, sometimes there's these moments or, like, these accomplishments that we're, like, so looking forward to that we think, like, that's when life will start. Mm-hmm. And I I think, like, then, yeah, you miss out on, like, all these years that you've had that are really, really good. And, like, mm-hmm. life is happening now. And so if you're just so focused on what you don't have because it's not, you know, you're not married or you're not in that job mm-hmm. that you wanted or, like, locationally you don't live where you want, all of these things, like – if that's your definition of like, oh, life will begin then and I'll be happy then, mm-hmm. I think you're just going to look back on years that were wasted because they mm-hmm. were so good, but in your mind, you just weren't even able to enjoy them. Yeah. And I think like, so practically speaking, just like be so grateful and thankful for what you have now um, because like you might never get it back. Mm-hmm. Um, so practicing gratitude, that's our other figure it out staple. Uh, practice gratitude. We have a whole podcast on that one too. So there's another resource. Yeah. I think another thing is like to give and serve, like to Mm -hmm. take your mind off of what you don't have and focus on what other people don't have or to take your mind Mm -hmm. off of like, hey, this is all for me. And so Mm -hmm. I'm going to enjoy my success or what I have. But like actually give up that and like practice that because I think it's really important to like remember other people, even Mm -hmm. when you have life going really, really well for you. Yeah. Like someday that might not be. And to remember Mm -hmm. like, Yeah, just that that there's other people out there that Mm -hmm. you can be a blessing to. Right. I think that removes selfishness. Mm -hmm. And I think in a way, being discontent is just a selfish feeling. Yeah, that's very true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you're really just focusing on on yourself. "Mm, It's like, ah, this is on me. Yeah, Yeah. this isn't best for me. I am not happy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, and especially if like this season of life is really good for someone else because Mm -hmm. of like you're able to be that friend that they need or you're able to like you're not distracted with a job that takes all this time Mm -hmm. or with a significant other that you're spending time with. Like maybe that this season is something that isn't for you. It's Mm -hmm. for someone else. Yeah, exactly. Um, And lastly, like manage things wisely. Mm -hmm. You say this a lot. (laughs) <laughs> so I'm going to steal Emma's quote, but what you do with a little, you'll do with a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think this applies for contentment when you're saying, oh, I want this in the future. Like, hey, if you don't set up like healthy practices for today and what you have today, mm-hmm. the way you handle relationships or the way you handle finances isn't necessarily going to be easier once you get to, you know, having a job that pays more or being in a relationship that mm-hmm. is more like steady, whatever that is. Yeah. Well, I think in the end, like, eventually it's going to end, you know? And you see this example of, like, in high school, you're just always like, I can't wait to be a senior. And then Mm -hmm. you can become a senior, and then it's like, now I can't wait to be in college. And then you get in college, and you can't wait to graduate. And then you graduate, and it's like, I can't wait to be married. 
And then you get married, and it's like, then I can't wait to have a family. And then you have a family. And then, like, it's going to end. Mm-hmm. And it's going to feel exhausting if that's just, like, the track that you're on and you're not able to pause and be like, I have a family. Or I am in college. Yeah. Or, I am getting married. Yeah. You know, if you're, like, always looking the next thing, like, that's just going to be exhausting. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. I think kind of with that, like, you can't let your lifestyle inflate with, like, your gain. And mm-hmm. I think, like, when I think of that originally, it's like, oh, that's with money, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if you have more, you can live more luxuriously. You can go on trips or whatnot mm-hmm. or all of this. But I think also, like, you can almost, like, elevate your lifestyle with people or with, with um, an activity mm-hmm. or with a job. And, like, I, I see, like, sometimes when people are like, oh, I just wish I had this significant other because then I would have someone to do all of this with. And mm-hmm. then they pour all their time into that person, right? Mm-hmm. But I almost think, like, they're not really truly content. They're just consumed with mm-hmm. that person now. And so now you just have, like, this whole world that's revolving around this theme, this accomplishment, mm-hmm. whatever. But I think, like, what if that person leaves? What if something happens to that person? And now, like, you you have this vacancy because you were never really content. Mm-hmm. And so that's just, like, latching onto something that's not really going to satisfy And I think, like, making sure that you really manage your lifestyle appropriately and you don't, like, yeah, just, I I guess, like, whatever situation you have, if it's really good, like, then dictate all your emotions and all of your your, um, joy or whatever in that season as well. Yeah. I think I want to talk a little bit about that and then kind of pulling back the beginning about apathy. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I'll be truthful, I'm so content with this season I'm in right now. But... I think there could become a time when I get apathetic to it. Hmm. Is it like apathetic or just like you don't recognize the value anymore? I I think I really do recognize the value and I'm I'm just so grateful. So I do think I've gotten I don't I do think I've gotten to a point where it's like I can just really appreciate this. But in the end of the day, I think life continues on. I don't I don't know how we pull this together, how we wrap this up, but I think but you have to you can't be you can't put too much time and focus into what you currently have because in the end of the day like things change things mm-hmm. move on and if you allow your circumstances to dictate your contentment then like eventually you'll be disappointed exactly well and okay a few weeks ago when we were talking about this episode we had that mm-hmm. conversation of like Emma and I and I say this like I I think we have really good lives like they're very full of things that people want in the sense that we have a great community. We are doing life together as mm-hmm. best friends. We are able to, like, work from home. We mm-hmm. are able to spend time doing a podcast. Like, we have a lot that people want. Mm-hmm. And I think so maybe if you're listening to this, of like, well, of course you're content, Emma. Like, you have this great <laughs> setup. Yeah. And I think, like, we recognize that. And that's why it's, like, also, like, hear us say that we've been in seasons of discontentment. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I can just say, like, you know, I've gone from a season like growing up where like every need was met, right? Mm-hmm. To then all of a sudden like not knowing like we we had to move, we didn't have like my family we had to move, we didn't have um, finances. It was like very much like just week to week getting by, mm-hmm. and so all of a sudden it's like my security was shaken, mm-hmm. and like my sense of relational security was shaken because people I didn't know like if. Well, I'd been lied to by my father. Like, there was all of these things that all of a sudden, like, I put security into of saying this made me content. Mm-hmm. And now that was stripped away. And so, like, also here I say, like, there are seasons that are really, 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 really hard to mm-hmm. walk through. And, like, 
I can look back on that and say there were such good seasons, like moments in that difficult time, mm-hmm. because I also knew God in a way that I didn't. Mm-hmm. And like now I know God in a way I couldn't have mm-hmm. because I walked through that with him. And I walk through that with people that I can stand beside and say, like, I'm so thankful that they were in my life Mm -hmm. because I also know people that, like, stepped up to serve, right, even Mm -hmm. when they didn't need to because they had everything type of thing. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I guess, yeah, you can look at Emma's in my life and say, oh, you guys have everything to be content with. And so, of course, you're going to make a podcast on that (laughs) and be like, this is how you should be content type of thing. Mm -hmm. But, like, also recognizing, like, hey, that's not always been the case. Mm-hmm. And and there are moments that are really hard and we recognize that. But like also that can't be the time you despair. And that can't be a, a reason to like, I guess, be angrier at, at the world or at yourself because there's just, I, I think something so much sweeter than that, that if you're able to rest in that security, like contentment is something then that you get to just hold on to with joy all the way through the hard times and the good times. Mm-hmm. And that is the end of my little soapbox. Sorry, I've done that twice now. <laughs> no, they've been they've been so good. And I, things we didn't plan to include, but things that I think are so important. Um, we recognize the immense blessings we have, mm-hmm. um, and have learned that that can be taken away, in in a, in the blink of an eye. Um, and so yeah, recognize that, and. I don't really know how to follow I know, what you I said. don't know either. You just did so well. Um, and I, I think that's a great way to wrap it up. Um, if you have anything else to add. Um, no. Um, I think we should wrap it up here then. Um, and just say, like, I know this was kind of a discombobulated conversation. Maybe it didn't flow perfectly. But I think contentment is, is something that's maybe complicated unless you just simplify it. Mm-hmm. If, if you're searching for it, it's because maybe, like, you just need to search in, in the true place of contentment. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So hopefully this helped you guys figure contentment out a little bit more. Um, But honestly, I think it's funny because Emma, you and I like wanted to make this podcast because we like having conversations. And I feel Mm -hmm. like today was very much a conversation. Yeah. And so hopefully our listeners like enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You you want You're curious about what Natasha and I talk about. Like this is basically just it. Sometimes (laughs) it doesn't make sense. And there's often at times much longer pauses in there with staring out windows and shaking heads but and then what are you thinking yeah (laughs) (laughs) but that that's that's that exactly all right well you guys thank you so much for joining us today on the figure it out podcast and we'll catch you back next week bye